Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 And yes, good evening. And thank you very much for joining us for day 23 of Luke December Challenge 2022. So this is day 23, day 23 of 24. By the grace of God, tomorrow we'll be concluding this year's edition of Luke December Challenge. And what a blessing it has been. What a blessing it has been indeed. Today we are reading Luke 23. And I hope you have been following. I, I hope this has been a blessing for you as well. So do get ready. We're going to read together Luke 23 and afterwards go on a treasure hunt and a treasure hunt into Luke 23. We always begin with a carol as we come out to Christmas. Now it's just one day to Christmas. Uh, today we're not playing a carol, but we're going to play one at the end of this program. I want to play this majesty worship his majesty because as we go into Luke 23 we find uh the culmination or rather the near culmination of the mission of the king who was born to us at Christmas the culmination of his mission on earth and we should really worship him uh, for the sacrifice he made for us uh, for the love that sent him into the world uh for agreeing to humble himself to save us to bear the ridicule, the shame, the suffering, and death on the cross. Indeed, it deserves our all. It deserves our worship. Majesty Worship his majesty unto Jesus be all glory power and praise majesty Yes, Lord, we acknowledge you as the sacrifice, the great sacrificial lamb. We thank you, Lord God, for the blood that you shed for us. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the great mercies and blessings that you, that you showered upon our lives. But tonight, Lord, we want to see you not as a lamb, 
but we want to worship you as that lion of Judah, the king above all kings. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. We bow before you. We acknowledge you. We honor you. It's King of kings and Lord of lords. So And indeed, amen, amen, and amen. To him belong, to him, the majesty, the dominion, the honor, now and forevermore. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you very much for staying with us tonight for day 23 of Luke December Challenge 2022. This year's edition of the Luke December Challenge on Gospel Best Radio has indeed been a blessing Warm thanks to all who have read our chapters in this year's edition of Luke December Challenge. And now, let's read together Luke 23. I'll be reading tonight, reading from the New International Version. And after the reading, I'll share a number of treasures uh, from this chapter. If you have other treasures you have identified, do feel, feel free to share with us as well. So prayerfully now, let us read together uh, Luke 23 for day 23 of League December Challenge 2022. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So, Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, 
I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, he stirs up the people over Judea by stating, he started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again. But they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time, he spoke to them, Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified and their shouts prevailed. So, Pilate decided to grant the demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. 
The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was written a notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in tomb, caught in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. And yes, thanks be to God. That was Luke 23 for day 23 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Now let's go on a treasure hunt and uh, try to find treasures in chapter 23 of the gospel account according to St. Luke. Uh, We are going to uh, share a number of treasures that we have discovered. There are many more, of course, but time will not permit us to share as many as uh, we would. If you have found other treasures, please do share with us on WhatsApp or by using any of the forms on our page. Let's, let's start with this first one. Christians are no strangers to false accusations in this world. Christians are no strangers to false accusations in this world. And of course, if you follow the reading of uh, Luke chapter 23, what do we find there? We find the teachers of the temple, the Pharisees and the scribes, bringing vehement accusations against our Lord, and all of them false. All of them false. Uh, It is something quite distressing to be accused falsely 
something quite distressing. But Jesus has told us not to be surprised at that. The point is, uh, the age, the age-old wisdom will always apply. Remember what the English would say: "Give a dog a bad name in order to hang it." You want to hang a dog, and in order because you want the community to co- to condemn that dog, you give it you give it a bad name. People say, "Look, that dog did this thing." Oh, early this morning at five a.m., I was out walking, and that dog was barking fiercely, or that dog made to attack me, or I saw that dog attack somebody. Because you want people to condemn the dog, you want it to be put to death. And that is as old as humanity itself, giving a dog a bad name in order to hang it. The Christian witness in a sinful and dark world is the witness that the world detests. The world detests that witness and would always lie in order to get rid of the Christian. We are not. We we we, are, we, are, we have been warned uh, that this is something to expect. Uh, remember very clearly when they tested our Lord Jesus Christ about whether the Jews should pay taxes to, to Caesar. He had said to them, give to Caesar what belongs to him and to God what belongs to God. Yet they accused him in verse 2 of Luke 23 that he opposes payment of taxes to Caesar. It is very important for us to note that these false accusations, our Lord already warned us about them. In Matthew 10, from verse 17, this is what Jesus said to his disciples. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to their councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how to respond to what or what to say. For in that hour, it will be given to you what to say. So we have been prepared. We have been told to be prepared for, for these accusations. Again, in Matthew 5, listen to Matthew 5 from verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. I repeat that. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. That's what our Lord said uh, during his earthly ministry, encouraging the disciples to be prepared for uh, for seasons like this of false accusations uh, because the prophets uh, before them were equally falsely accused. And now we have the example of our Lord himself who was falsely accused. And you see, as the world moves in the in the current trajectory, this is what we're going to find. We're going to find that those who want to stand against this current culture, those who want to stand for the truth of the Bible, will be accused of all sorts. They'll be accused of all sorts. And I do pray that when those accusations come, when they come, uh, that the Lord will give you the courage to stand there, to stand firm for Christ and not to turn your back on him in Jesus name amen and yes the, the second treasure from Luke 23 from what's in the studio is this people seek Jesus for different reasons you should seek him for the right reason. People seek Jesus for different reasons. You should seek him for the right for the right reason. Remember, Pilate, when Pilate heard that Jesus was Galilean and he came from Galilee, and because Pilate was looking for every excuse not to be the one to condemn Jesus Christ, he sent him to Herod. And this is what we read 
Uh, from verse 8, when Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. Imagine that he had been wanting to see him. Ordinarily, that would be something commendable. Somebody who had been longing to see the Lord. And then listen to the other part of verse 8. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. That was why Herod was looking for him to see Jesus perform a sign of some sort. And aren't there many people like that in our churches today, in the world today, who seek Jesus because they want a sign, they want a miracle for him, from him, they want provision from him, but not for the right reason. And may I ask you, what is the right reason for seeking Jesus Christ? It is this, to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. Those who acknowledge him as Lord are those who, find, who consider themselves bound by his commandments. If you acknowledge Jesus as Lord, then you are bound by his commandments. Then if you acknowledge him as Savior, you are forever indebted to him. You are forever grateful to him. Those are the, the, the two reasons to seek Jesus. You must seek Jesus in order to worship him as your Lord. You must seek Jesus in order to thank him as your Savior, the one who saved you. Any other reason for seeking Jesus is the wrong is the wrong reason. In John 6, 26, after Jesus had fed 5,000 people, the people sought him out again the next day. And he said to them in John 6, from verse 26, Very literally, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. And from the New Living Translation, it says, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you not because you understood uh, the miraculous signs. And the Holy Spirit is asking you to tonight, why? Why are you seeking Jesus? Why are you in the church? Why are you doing ministry work? Why are you identifying as a Christian? Is it because it is your meal ticket? Is it because of uh, some social relationships in the church? Is it because of uh, just the need to identify as a Christian? Is it because it's fashionable in this part of the world? To identify as a Christian, is it because you need him to provide your daily bread? Or is it because you acknowledge him as Lord, the one who owns you? O W N S, who owns you? All of you are the one who saved you and who deserves your eternal gratitude. Is that the reason why you are seeking him? Many seek Jesus for different reasons. You should, you should seek him for the right reason. Herod sought Jesus uh, just to see a sign. He had been heard about him. Oh, this wonder-working man. He wanted to see him perform a sign in his own presence. Uh, but Jesus, of course, preached the kingdom of God. Jesus preached repentance and the kingdom of God. You must seek Jesus because he's your Lord, because he's, going to, he's the one who can save you from this world and take you into the kingdom of heaven. And I do pray that you will always reevaluate yourself and your purposes and your motives at all times. Any motive other than that of worshiping Jesus as Lord, of acknowledging him as Savior, and of expecting him to take you home to heaven, any motive other than that is not the right motive for seeking Jesus. And next, number three from what's in the studio, the third treasure from what's in the studio is this. Do not be surprised. The world chooses the unrighteous over the righteous over and over again. Over and over again, the world chooses the unrighteous over the righteous. We must not be surprised. That was the exact 
thing that happened to our Lord. Can you imagine that? A man found guiltless, a man without fault. Pilate found no fault in him. Herod found no fault in him. The people who were accusing him were not, a- were not able to lay any credible charge against him. Yet, with one voice, they cried, saying, Crucify him. With one voice, they said, Give to us Barabbas. The convicted insurrectionist, the convicted murderer, they said, Give to us Barabbas and crucify, crucify Jesus Christ. I do not know whether you have ever been, you have, you have ever borne the brunt of false accusation, the brunt of rejection for the sake of Christ, for the sake of righteousness. If you have, well, I hope that you were encouraged by the truth of what happened to our Lord himself and you realize that in this world, over and over again, the world will choose the unrighteous over the righteous. We must not be unduly perturbed. We must not be depressed. We must know that our Lord has warned us about this and he suffered, he suffered uh, the same fate. He suffered the same fate. And next we go to this treasure, which is, a most solemn one, perhaps the treasure to be treasured above all else, the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross of Christ. It is in Luke 23 that we read of the crucifixion of our Lord, the crucifixion of our Lord on the cross of Calvary. And you see, uh, there's no way to read this account, whether in the gospel account of St. Luke or in any of the gospel accounts, without being sober, without being sober, without being truly sober. We are reminded that from Romans 5, 6, you see, at just the right time, when we're we still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's the NIV. New Living Translation, Romans 5, 6, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us. And the New King James Version, when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And that includes you, and that includes me. And we must we must reverence Christ uh, for that sacrifice we must worship. It's that for us. Otherwise, we would have no access to God the Father. And he says, this sacrifice is the greatest sacrifice of all. No greater sacrifice has ever been made. Neither will any such sacrifice be ever made again. No greater sacrifice has ever been made. And we must be in awe. We must return the worship to him and to him alone. John John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. To lay down one's life for one friend. And that's exactly what our Lord did. Laying down his life. Laying down his life. Laying down his life for us. Laying down his life. No greater sacrifice has ever been made. And of course, we remember uh, what the apostle wrote because this, this must trans- translate into something. It must translate into something. Uh, we acknowledge that, yes, we were, we are undeserving when he died for us. We acknowledge that it is the greatest sacrifice of all. What must come out of that? First Peter 1.18 For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or spot. You were redeemed there, Christian, with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish, without spot. You see, Herod found no fault, Pilate found no fault, even the accusers could not lay any credible charge against him. 
you were redeemed not with perishable things. Who bought you from this from Satan? Who or what was given to buy you a eternal life? It was not perishable, things, not silver, not gold. It was the blood of Jesus shed on Calvary, as we are read here from from Luke twenty three, from Luke twenty three, and then uh, we also we also remember this the the reminder here that you were bought at a price so. Glorify God in your mortal body. You were bought at a price. That's what we should be reminded of as we read uh, the of the crucifixion of our Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, for coming to us at Christmas, and for sacrificing yourself for our sakes. Lord, we pray that your sacrifice in our lives will never be in vain. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, and the next treasure from Moses and his studio is this. This is the tre- next one. It is never too late. It is never too late. I remember that that thief, the thief on the right hand, crucified on the right hand of our Lord. That thief said to him, he, he chastised the one on the on the left, saying, "Look, we are suffering for what uh, we did." But this man, uh, and 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 that thief on the right would be the final one to testify to the innocence of our Lord. This man has not done anything, has not done anything wrong. But you know what Jesus said to him? Just said to him, and he said to Jesus, please remember me when you get into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. The man who had been condemned to die, a man who was just hours away from death, received, received salvation. It is never too late. It is never too late. Joel 2.12, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and money. So rend your heart and not your garment and return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving devotion. That's from Joel 2.12. Yet even now, yet even now, it is never too late to turn to the Lord. And if you are in sin and you are hearing this today, we beg you, in the stead of Christ, be reconciled to God. It is never too late. It is never too, as long as you have breath, it is never too late. Yet even now, yet even now, the, the prophet wrote, Joel 2, 12, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garment. Return to the Lord your God. He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving, in loving devotion. And I do pray indeed that uh, the Holy Spirit will not give you rest when you wander away from his path. No matter how far you have gone, how far you have deviated from the path of, of righteousness, I mean, you always be reminded that the Lord will welcome you. He will welcome you with open arms. And finally, from us here in the studio for Luke 23, this is the treasure. Are you bold enough to speak up for your Lord, are you bold enough to speak up for your Lord? And uh, the, the 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 basis for this is the action of Joseph. Joseph, uh, that man from the Judean town of Arimathea, the man who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, who went to Pilate to ask for the body of our Lord. Uh, at the time that many people deserted him, at the time that many people thought that his ministry had failed, this man, being convicted of the Holy Spirit, courageously went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Are you such a one who will speak up for Christ even when nobody would? Are you such a one who 
being convinced of, of the Holy Spirit would do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do? Would you be afraid? Would you be cowed by the majority? Or would you go out in the strength of the Holy Spirit to say what the Holy Spirit wants you to say, to do what the Holy Spirit wants to do, to love the person that nobody is, is, is loving at the moment, to preach uh, the truth of Christ when everyone is content with the lie? I do pray that you will be that courageous person who dares to be a Daniel, who dares to stand alone, who dares to have a purpose true, who dares to make it known. Thank you so very much for joining us today for day 23 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Tomorrow, we'll be here by the grace of God at 9 p.m. for day 24, uh, the final the final edition of Luke December Challenge 22. We hope to have guests joining us tomorrow. And of course, tomorrow, beginning at 7 7 p.m., we'll have an open mic session here on Gospel Best Street. You can call in and share thoughts with us. You can call in and and say greetings to your loved ones here on Gospel Best Street. Thank you so very much. Once again, I wish you a wonderful Christmas season. Of course, I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless you. God bless you very good. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Christ.